Well, good morning, everybody. Um, good morning to lovely to be here with you in the room. Um, and lovely to be with you online at home, wherever you're joining from. Good morning. My name is Pippa, and I am a member here at Gateway Church. And I've got the real pleasure of speaking to you this morning around the next part of continuing our theme in the Lord's Prayer. We've been looking at that for the last four weeks, and we've been really diving in to what this says about our God and how this affects how we pray. And I've got the joy today to speak to you about the next line, and that is, give us today our daily bread. This is the part of the Lord's Prayer where we get to pray our needs and our wants. And I wanted to say very early on today in the talk that it is not a bad thing to ask for the blessing of God. It is not a bad thing to ask for the favor of God. And I felt like this morning there were people who needed to hear that very early on because I think it's an overreaction from the prosperity gospel message that there's a feeling that we can't take our wants to the Lord. And I think there's people here today that need to hear that Jesus gives you permission to do this. In fact, Jesus asks his disciples in 1 John 38, what do you want? It doesn't mean that you're going to get it, but it does mean that he cares about your wants. And you know why? Because God deeply loves us. It's in his nature to do this. And this morning, there are so many examples in the Bible of God providing for us. And I've picked out one from the Old Testament and Jesus' response to that in the New Testament. If you have your Bibles, go ahead and grab those and turn to 1 Kings 17. If you don't, don't worry, the words are going to come up on the screen. Whilst you're doing that, I'll give you a bit of a narrative around it. So this is, um, we're going to read about briefly Elijah this morning. He's a prophet in Israel at the time, and he's prophesied a drought. It's not gone down very well. So he's gone to hide from the king next to the Kerith Ravine, where he ends up being fed by ravens. And when the brook dries up, God sends him to Seraphath, I think that's right, where a widow and her son feed him and give him lodgings. Okay, so let's turn to 5 and 6 in 1 Kings 17. So he, which is Elijah, did what the Lord had told him. He went to the Kerith Ravine, east of the Jordan, and stayed there. The ravens brought him bread and meat in the morning and bread and meat in the evening, and he drank from the brook. Skip on a little bit to verse 15 and 16. She, which is the widow, went away and did as Elijah had told her. So there was food every day for Elijah and for the woman and her family. For the jar of flour was not used up 
and the jug of oil did not run dry in keeping with the word of the Lord spoken by Elijah. So why have I picked that this morning? Okay, well at the time, it was required by law for the nation of Israel to provide for its prophets. Well, he's in hiding, so he's not being provided for very well. And therefore, God meets those needs with Elijah. It is ironic that God uses these unclean, unceremonially clean birds, the ravens, and he uses a countercultural uh, foreign widow to also care for Elijah. So what does this say about our God? And the reason I picked it is because, to me, it shows that his provision can go beyond our expectations. He uses the unusable. But the question is, why did he provide for Elijah in such a way? He did not leave him. And I think for me, that's summarized in Matthew 7, verses 9 to 11. Give you a moment to get there. <laughs> Jumping around, sorry. But for me, this is the real crux of the, what Jesus wants to say about this this morning. So, it says, Which of you, if his son asks for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for fish, will give him a snake? If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children... How much more will your Father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? And it's in this exchange that we can see that Jesus showing to us the true heart of God. And that's underpinned by the image of him as Father and us as children. And that really, really demonstrates to us his nature. He's our Father who loves us cares for us and comforts us. He cares and loves us because we are his children. And we do not have to beg or grovel as we come with our wants and needs. And it's in this section of the Lord's Prayer that we're instructed to bring them daily. Everything that Jesus says and does is intentional. And therefore, his choice of daily bread shows to us that he provides and sustains us daily. So if that's intentional, why does he choose the daily? It's because the building of any relationship takes time and it takes commitment and it takes repetition. By meeting with Jesus daily, we build our faith and strengthen our trust in him. And why does he choose the word bread? Jesus refers to himself as the bread of life. He who comes to me will never go hungry. That's what Jesus says. The physical eating of bread sustains us, but Jesus has come to sustain our spiritual life. And so this morning, to really demonstrate what I mean here, I've brought along a special guest. Okay, prepare yourselves. Now, at the start of 
the pandemic in 2020, you know, apart from the craziness of Zoom, something else popped up, and that was sourdough starters, okay? So, and it was also really cool if you started your sourdough starter to name your sourdough starter. Here's mine. This is Doris. This is Doris, the sourdough starter. And for me, I brought Doris along this morning because she's going to help demonstrate to you what I really mean about this section. Don't worry, we're not going into a bake-along with Pippa this morning, but bear with me. How does a sourdough starter work? Okay, so Doris needs to be fed daily. How that happens is that you take out a portion of the sourdough starter and you replenish it with fresh flour and fresh water. Give it a good mix, and in a couple of hours, it becomes active. And that, for me, is a real, real demonstration of the metaphor of what I'm trying to say this morning. We need to commit on a daily basis, taking out a portion of our time to give to God. And when we take out that portion of time, it's in that moment that we can take our wants and needs and the wants and needs of others to Jesus. And we take a moment to receive back from Jesus. And that's the fresh flour and water. You see, in our church, we have something called chat and catch. And that's something that we learn to connect with. We chat to God and then we wait to hear back from him. In the same way that we do with Doris. And after a little time, every day becomes active. Thanks. She's a great member of the church. So I hope that that's a real understanding this morning around what we mean by give us today our daily bread. And reflecting back on the question of what does this say about our God? You know, Jesus asked his disciples, you know, he asked them what they wanted. And thinking about God as our loving Father who provides for us, we can move to ask ourselves the question, how does this affect how we pray? And the first thing is to acknowledge Jesus as Lord, acknowledge his lordship. You know, Ben spoke about this last week. Your will be done, not mine. It's underpinning and acknowledging that we are not at the behest of fate, but rather we're under God's purpose. In the exchange that we've just read in Matthew, if the child had asked for a snake, would the father have granted his request? Because sometimes, let's be honest, we do ask for those snakes. We think they're great for us, but in fact, they're poisonous and they're corrupting. It's a question I've posed to Life Group this week. Look at Life Groups. It's a question I've posed to you because I would like you to reflect on that this week. And in your time with God, ask him to reveal to you if you are asking for those things. We've acknowledged his lordship, but it's also you know, an opportunity for us to bring our needs to him, but also to bring the needs of others to him. We need to remember that God is our provider for all. We are all his children, and we are all, and he is our father to all. 
And that's, this is a really good point in the Lord's Prayer to bring to God the needs of others around you. But as I was preparing for the talk this week, um, aside from bringing Doris along, um, I was thinking around what happens when we feel unprovided for. There's a real danger that in that moment of unanswered prayer, or when we pray and it hasn't kind of looked like we wanted the outcome to be, there's a real danger that when we're in that place of feeling unprovided for, that we look inward and we also look out to culture rather than just reconnecting with Jesus. The worldview is that we are intrinsically valuable through our own individualism. Our culture says, you deserve it. It's for you. It should happen. And if it doesn't happen for you in the way you wanted it, you've got a right to be angry about it. It also says you can achieve your dreams on your own if you just work harder, study better. The worldview is that we're created from a non-divine scientific origin, and therefore we're not accountable to Jesus. We're only accountable to ourselves. And when we're in that moment of feeling unprovided for from our Father, there's a danger that we want to meet our needs ourselves. There's also that moment where we look outward. Our world is so instant access. Everything we need is in the palm of our hand on a smartphone. When we message people, it, we get two ticks on a WhatsApp. It's there. It's an instant message. That's why the gospel is so countercultural, because our God cannot be limited to an instant message. And there's a real wave of Christianity at the minute that focuses on this spiritual consumerism that buys into the message that our prayers and our relationship with God is transactional. It's using God to get what we actually want and not worshipping Jesus for who he is. And when I was thinking about the talk as well this week, I really wanted to be sincere and personal to reconnect with the talk. And I wanted to share with you a moment very recently from Alex and I's journey in terms of unanswered prayer and to say that we see and hear you and know that sometimes it, it's tough. At the start of the year, Alex and I decided that we wanted to extend our family via adoption. And so we have put in the formal process to begin that and we were told it would be four weeks. Four weeks until you get your social worker. Well, four weeks came and went, nothing. Week five came and went, nothing. We got to week seven and we were praying, we had nothing. And we were at that point where we thought, oh, is it something that we're doing wrong? Are we not on the list? Are they not getting our emails? Where are we? What's happening? We felt unanswered. And it was hard, and it was long, and it was tough for us to do that. But one of the things is that we were told four weeks, but thankfully last week, ten weeks later, we were allocated our social worker. And so for us this morning at the party, our celebration is that our journey has begun, and we're really excited for what that holds. 
And I've shared that with you because we are... Sorry, someone's waving. <laughs> we share that because it's just real, isn't it? And just to connect with you, to show you that sometimes it takes time. It's not instant. So how do we avoid this? There's a lesson for us, and us here, Alex. Remind yourself that our God, who created the beginning and the end, who is the Alpha and the Omega, he made you and loves you. Remind yourself of his infinity. And remind yourself of Jesus' divinity. He loves you, he died on the cross for you, and in the resurrecting power is your Lord and wants to ask you those questions. What do you want? Because he cares. So, as I conclude this morning then, here's my point. When we say together, give us today our daily bread, we are acknowledging that our God is our loving provider and sustainer. It is a misconception to think that we provide for our needs ourselves. We need to trust God daily. We need to trust him to know what we need and when we need it.